Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your daily dose of Donna, and I have a very special guest today, Zach Peters. We already have people joining live. I am so happy for you to be here, everyone, and Zach. And I was just telling him, by the way, I always start with the date. It's August 31st, the last day in August. It's Thursday. I love Zach Peters so much. When I was on his show last week, we had such a great time. And of course, I needed him to be on my show. And I just told him, I don't normally go live on YouTube. I normally am live on TikTok. So I've got that down. But I'm just like a tech newbie here anyway. And you walked me through. Thank you, Zach, for being here. Yes. Welcome to the YouTube live stream club. Okay. Okay. I'm so excited. Wow. This is going to be interesting. You guys comment so I can see. I see Josh, Jacqueline, Sarah, Christina. There are people here. We are getting the energy. I mean, if you love a daily dose of Donna energy and then you love a no filter with Zach Peters energy, this is going to be like no filter dose. Delicious. So let's have some fun. Um, Zach, you are an LA local. Well, you live in LA. I don't know. Where are you from? Uh, born and raised in LA. Wait, me too. You know, we're, there's none we're of us. So rare. We're so rare. Like everyone's like a transplant from Ohio. Everyone. So where about in LA were you born? Uh, like in right outside of downtown. Oh my gosh. Mm. I love that. Okay. So, so we're both LA. We live here. We're on opposite sides, a little bit of town, but close enough. And we're matching. Yeah. We've really, we worked it out. Blonde hair, black shirts. Yes. Icy, little, <laughs> little edge. I love it so much. We have so much to talk about. Obviously, people are already asking in the comments to talk about the big news, which we will get to, the Carl and Lindsay of it all. I do want to say one thing really fast. For anyone that is new here, I have so many new subscribers from yesterday's show because I talked about a very, very um, hot topic in this podcasting world. It was, of course, about Heather McDonald and Justin Martindale. You can listen to that episode um, anytime you have a chance. But it's interesting because a lot of my content this week has been kind of this behind the scenes drama. I'm a big Jeff Lewis fan and Jeff Lewis's show uh, had some drama also last week with Julian Brandy, who, you know, it, it was all over the the Facebook groups. And it's so funny if you don't know, you don't really know, but if you know, you know, yeah. and you also had a little bit of your own personal story that you talked about on your show on Monday. Um, yeah. My fans love you. My audience is obsessed with you and they want to hear kind of if you're doing okay. So how are you doing? And if you wouldn't mind just kind of covering a little bit of what went down and how we can kind of move forward. It's so funny. I feel like there's so much like a podcaster, YouTuber, like a beef going on right now. And I'm like, what is happening in the cause? Like with Heather and Justin, and then obviously, you know, my situation with Up and Adam that I feel like I'm like, what is going on in the cosmos that's causing all this beef this week? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm doing well. A lot of people reached out and sent me a lot of like love and support, which I wasn't expecting. I didn't go into sharing, you know, what went down over the weekend at Sheena's live show at the Bourbon Room. I didn't go into it because that happened Sunday night. And then I did my regular Monday morning episode and I didn't 
know how people were going to react. I guess I didn't really think about it. I kind of just was like, this is crazy. This happened last night. Like, you know, so just a little bit of backstory up and Adam who does a lot of, you know, great content on YouTube. He covers a lot of Bravo stuff. We used to be really good friends. We did a tour together last year where we went to a couple of different cities and did live shows. Um, and then we were supposed to have a morning talk show together with a really big network. And then that kind of fell through. And as that fell through, how it went down really kind of hurt me. And I just, you know, it kind of affected our friendship. And then it continued to break down over the months, you know, leading to the end of the year. And then this was the first time we'd actually physically been in the same space in a really long time. So I just, you know, I know our relationship had been contentious in the past couple of past few months, past several months. Um, but I just thought he was the MC at Sheena's show. He did a really great job. Um, that at the end of the show, I just went up to him and I was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know you did really great on stage. You know, congrats. Good to see you. Um, and then just kind of like left it there and politely walked away. And then later on in the night, it kind of blew up and escalated. And it's just unfortunate because I wasn't trying to take it to that place. So it was kind of weird. Um, yeah. I think, you know, Robin brings up here, I think podcasters are becoming friends and mixing business with personal. But that shouldn't be a problem. Like, that, I think that that's a good thing. And I absolutely, like, I come from a place of collaboration is better than competition. And I am always down to promote other people's shows. And if you come into yeah. our Facebook group and talk about it. So I don't actually know that this is a neg that's a negative thing. But I do think that there does maybe come a place um, between two very successful people in the same world. Like you, I look at you and I look at Adam as both incredibly successful. You have, you both have your own vibes. You both have your own energy. Um, I wasn't around this world when you guys were, you toured together or you did some live shows together last year. Yeah. Right. But I think just like any other business relationship, we're going to talk about Carl and Lindsay later, like relationships come yeah. and go. They do come and go. And I think the important thing is like, there just needs to be like clear communication. I don't think that it's impossible and it's not doable, but I think boundaries and communication are two things that are really, really key. And just being like super clear about like, okay, if we are going to go into business, like these are the things, these are, you know, the responsibilities that we're each going to take on. This is how we're going to support each other, you know, and, and, and obviously the relationships will continue to evolve as the business evolves or the business struggles or whatever the case may be. I always come into things with a really sincere heart. Um, so I was really kind of hurt by not just the the business relationship, because I was like, okay, I can, I can be okay with us not continuing to work together. But the personal friendship is what really mattered to me. Yeah. Um, and that's what I tried very hard to repair on multiple occasions. And it just didn't feel like there was that willingness to do that. And I just felt this like really weird, competitive energy that like was not feeling good to me and I wanted to like like you know not go into that place and then you know obviously seeing him over the weekend I wanted to just kind of bury the hatchet or even maybe not bury the hatchet but just olive branch you know mm -hmm. and I you know when I paid him a compliment for how he was on stage I meant that very honestly and very sincerely um you know, I one thing that he openly spoke about when we were on tour was his stage fright. And I didn't see anybody with stage fright that night. I saw a very confident person that went up and owned the stage and made me laugh because I laughed when it was appropriate to laugh. And I cheered when it was the right time to cheer. And so, you know, I came into it with a very pure heart. And I, you know, 
did not try to escalate the situation. I very much tried to not engage. I was very much trying to inter- channel my inner Meredith Marks and disengage from that situation. And <laughs> when somebody gets in your face and is raising their voice at you consistently and trying to have security remove you for no reason, then listen, you, you push, you poke the bear and a bitch will pop off. Oh my God. So then you should have become Shannon because then you could have been like, I, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like I am not doing this, not on the camera. Uh, (laughs) we're going to get into that later. Um, yeah, no, I love, I love your, your approach to it. I do think sometimes friendships turn toxic and turn bad. And this is business friends. You know, we've all had to have friendship breakups. I agree. The business side of it sucks, but the friendship side of it is painful. It's torture. It's actually awful. And especially because you do travel in same circles and you will see each other again at some point because that's just the way this industry is. And so it's just going to happen. And, and I wish for you and for him that at least it doesn't have to be volatile or like hostile. Right. Yeah, because the last communication we had, I want to say, was like back in February or maybe March. And I felt like coming out of that text conversation that we had, we both kind of made it clear that like, we're going to have to see each other at some point. Um, Yeah, I won't share what was said to me in that conversation, but I felt like we left at least being in this place of like, we're going to have to run into each other at some point. So let's like not make it awkward or not make it weird. And I thought we were both on that same page being like, okay, like, listen, we run in the same circles. We talk about the same things. We go to a lot of the same events. Um, So like, yeah, it's going to be weird and awkward if we see each other. But I mean, maybe I should have never approached him at all. Like maybe I should have just never said anything. Um, Then it would have just been like weird and awkward, but maybe weird and awkward and space is just the way we have to go moving forward. Yeah, coulda, shoulda, woulda. I think it's one of those things that you did what you did because you felt in that moment pulled or called to do it, just like we all do that, right? Whether or not we want to call someone or send that text or whatever. And, yeah. and it, you know, it, it is what it is. It happened. And now you honestly, this, the dynamic duo, this is our new show. And now yeah. you honestly need to just assume that that is over for the moment. And now you know to keep your distance and you will see him again and you'll just move on. Bigger, bigger friendships or bigger fights have happened and less, and it'll happen again. Right. So it's, it's just the way it is. Um, you know, I do think, I do think speaking of relationships, I do think we should get into Mm. something that just is breaking news all over the Bravo sphere this morning. Um, but it started trickling in yesterday, which is when, um, I started hearing about it. Probably you did too. We haven't even talked about this but about Summer Houses, Carl and Lindsay ending their engagement. Now this, I want to I ask you honestly, I don't know what kind of insider information you have. I know I definitely have some. What, like when did you hear about this? This morning. Um, okay. I, I, I didn't hear about it prior to it breaking this morning and I was kind of shocked. But again, I have been in like a bubble lately and like moving into a new apartment and then I was just in Vegas and like, you know, I've kind of been in my own world. So unless it's time for me to record that I'm not actively keeping up with everything, I'm hoping to get back onto things. You will. But so I, yeah, I am, you know, very much sh- shocked, but I also don't think this is going to last. Ooh. Okay. Let me try to break down what we know slash what I've heard. And I've heard from a variety of people. So I, I would take this as a decent overall reliable source, even though it's multiple people. Um, so I would say 
You know, Carl and Lindsay have been together on this show. How many years have like? Yeah. I don't even know. Sister sister wives. I was going to say <laughs> they've been sister wives. That would be the best if Carl and Lindsay were on sister wives. Um, yeah. uh, no, they were on Summer House. I think the, the show started, oh, 2016 is when the show started season one. But I never watched season one. I started season two. I just always remembered Ka- Carl being this kind of like incredible drunk ass guy, right? Like he was just a jerk. And yeah. Lindsay was also like a little bit of a loud drunk personality. They've both grown up, uh, grown up since then. We know that Carl has actively become sober. He definitely had an addiction issue and he went, you know, and dealt with it. And he lost his brother, remember, to some sort of a uh, overdose of some sort. And we've seen him really grow on the show. And then a couple seasons ago, they started hooking up. They were besties, started hooking up. And then, of course, last season was the big proposal, the proposal that everyone thought was like kind of fake and planned. It was covered on People Magazine because that's who Carla and Lindsay are, right? They're very um, press forward. Like, what, how would you describe that? There's certain people that stay under the radar and then there's Carla and Lindsay. Yeah. When, when you think of Carla and Lindsay – and you think about their relationship. Now, I don't know. Are you a big Summer House person? Like, let's, like, are you watching it every season? Yeah, I love Summer House. I've interviewed several of them. I've interviewed um, both Carl and Lindsay on the podcast. So Since they've yeah. been engaged? Um, I want to not, I want to say Lindsay, or I think I had, since they've been together, yes. I don't know if I've, it, since they've been engaged. Okay. But definitely since they've been together. And I love Summer House. And I I love Carl. And I love an activated Lindsay. Like, I watch it through the lens of, like, being a fan of the show. So I love an activated Lindsay. And I was actually very Team Lindsay this last season. It really upset me to see how the girls constantly are against her. It felt yeah. – it feels very uh, – one against many always. I was like, Lindsay doesn't do anything to them. She's constantly being kind of created this story around her that she's this awful human being. This is my opinion, by the way. Like Tamara Judge, it's my opinion. And she also had this crazy situation with Danielle, who was the three amigos, basically the best friend of both Carl and Lindsay, who was devastated to find out that they were getting engaged, that she wasn't part of it, but also was not really a big fan of their relationship. Did Danielle like secretly know something this entire time. Well, didn't she allude to something in the at the last reunion about like I know things about their relationship and it seemed fake that their relationship is so perfect or something. Yes. Yes, and I also like my take from this was everyone puts on this front <clears throat> Kyle and Mauricio, right that everything is fine and there's no issues and that is a very common thing that you see on reality shows because the second you start showing your issues then you have to really show your issues and you can't pretend that everything's fine so that's why we have the heather and terry dubrose and the kyla mauricios that will never show anything and then we have the shannon and johns on oc or even kyle and amanda who for years we were seeing all the drama on their relationship in summer yeah. house i just wonder you know to me i do believe that carl and Lindsay had a really strong solid relationship. I do believe that they really loved each other when we were watching all of this. I heard a couple things about what went down recently in the last couple of days. 
Do you, have you heard anything specifically? I've heard bits and pieces. Yeah, I have heard bits and pieces. Okay, do you want to give us the full recap? Okay, so allegedly, um, you're supposed to say that, right, Zach? You're the expert. You're supposed to say that. Yes, technically, but I'm just like, I I think people overuse allegedly. It's kind of funny. I know, we need another word for it. Like, like supposedly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess, look, they shoot Summer House on the weekends. And we know, I believe Labor Day is usually their last weekend of shooting. Mm-hmm. Labor Day is coming up this weekend. So most likely they're, they were, the plan was that they were going to um, drive on over to the, the Summer House house, probably on Friday through Sunday or Monday. Yesterday is Wednesday. And apparently, this is what I've heard, that Lindsay was told to get your cameras back up or the cameras are coming back up and they're shooting us at our house, like Carl and Lindsay on Wednesday morning. And I don't believe Lindsay had any idea why or what. It wasn't really very clear. But from what I heard, Carl had essentially uh, scheduled this production and filming time so that he could break up with Lindsay on camera in their home on a random Wednesday morning. She was completely shocked, had no idea it was coming. This is all what I've heard. Holy crap. What was his reasoning? So I think there's a million different reasons that have come to this. Um, I think a lot of people are saying that just he is not a communicator. He's always struggled with communication. Um, You remember, like we've seen him with Kyle and how they've struggled, like communicating his issues with working for yeah. Loverboy, et cetera. What about this idea of when he woke up, uh, when he, right before he proposed to Lindsay, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember he was about to propose and then ended up in the hospital with like stress related issues? Yeah. That's a sign. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel like if you're going to do something very, very big in your life, but you're having such anxiety that you go to the hospital over it, like, isn't your body telling you, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. Yeah. He's not a very good communicator. I will agree with that. And I think, I mean, he probably at some point realized, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like he was so, I'm very curious as to what the drama went down in summer house. I mean, I don't fault him for scheduling this on Wednesday. Because I'm pretty sure he came to this conclusion and then went to production and is like, rather than filming it on the weekend in the house when we're all there and everything's messy, like he probably realized as we're getting closer to the wedding, because isn't the wedding supposed to be coming up soon? They said October or November. Yeah. So we're September tomorrow. I know. So he probably realized it was coming closer and closer. And maybe there were cracks that he was starting to see. I think when you're sober, you know, it is you you look at things through a different lens. And I think maybe there were some compatibility issues that he was seeing with Lindsay, or maybe it's even like fear. I think he may have been getting cold feet. So the rumor mill is a swirling, of course. And some people are out there saying, you know, the alcohol and the drinking is a major, major red flag. Yeah. I'm going to have to say, I, I hate to do it, but I'm going to have to say, I think I agree with this. Now, yeah. I am in a relationship with another person who we're both social drinkers. We don't have problems with it. But if someone, if like my husband all of a sudden had to stop drinking, not because he chose to stop drinking like a lot of people do, but because there was an actual issue and yeah. he was like, if he did drink, he could completely like kill himself down the line. This would be very hard. 
to casually drink around him. Because there's a lot of people that choose to be sober. They just don't like the taste of alcohol. They don't like the, like Kyle Richards. She says, I had no problem. I just didn't like the way it made me feel. It gave yeah. me anxiety or whatever. Yeah. That is one thing. And still, I think, by the way, speaking of Kyle Richards, I do believe that alcohol and like stopping to drink does affect your marriage too. When your whole marriage for 20 some years is based on your margaritas and tequila shots and having fun. And all of a sudden now you're like water on a, yeah. on a date night. It's going to change the dynamic. I hate to say it. Do you not agree? No, I completely agree. And I think Kyle is going through like her metamorphosis phase where she is kind of figuring out who she is for the first time, you know, with the kids going off and with, you know, Mauricio always working and with her also kind of realizing, I think she's coming to the conclusion that like housewives is coming to an end, whether for her or altogether or whatever, like it's just not, in her future in 10 years, you know, yeah. I think she's getting ready to leave the show. Um, and I just think she kind of sees like, she's trying to look at what the next chapter of her life is going to be. And so she's doing a lot of inner work now that she is sober and not deflecting from anything. And maybe even kind of realizing like there was some truth to what Alison Dubois was saying about how Mauricio doesn't emotionally fulfill her. And I think when you're drinking, yeah, you're sexy and yeah, it's fun. Everything's great. You know, your so goggles, baby. Yeah. And then when you're not drinking, then you do realize like, hey, I think I do have some needs and these needs aren't exactly being met, you know? Totally. Totally. I think it really is because what is alcohol at the end of the day? Some people drink to enhance their enjoyment of life and some people drink as a mask or a cover or a deflection or a, a medicine, basically, yeah. you know? And I always tell my friends, this is not like an alcohol podcast, by the way, <laughs> like we're not going to go deep into this because we're both not experts in this world. But I always yeah. tell my friends, like if I'm in a bad mood, if I'm sad, if I'm depressed, if I'm going through anything, I choose not to drink because I know it enhances those feelings. I like to drink in a happy place only because I don't want to end up like crying or yelling at someone later that night, which is what happens to a lot of these reality yeah. stars when they're drinking. Um, but Besides that, with Kyle, with Carl and Lindsay, now Lindsay and Carl got together and started dating when he was already actively sober. Yeah. But she went sober for a very long time. I think like nine months or something like that. I could be wrong. You may know better than me. Yeah. And in solidarity for him, this is before they got engaged, I think. Yeah. And that is an amazing, amazing thing to do. And it probably really enhanced their relationship. It probably really bonded them. It probably really gave them something to kind of hold on to each other. It was like accountability. We got each other. We're in this together. But we saw last week, last year on Summer House that this girl wanted to party. <laughs> she did. And like, no, I'm not judging her in any way, but she would have a couple rosés here and there. And then remember that one night out, she's like, I want to get drunk tonight. Yeah. That ain't a good sign. No, I think, and I think it really is a compatibility issue. I think, you know, it probably did bother him. I don't think it was so much like the temptation of like, I want to drink because she's drinking, but I think it's more of just like, you know, at some point you just, you're put in that, you're tired of being in that environment and around that sort of energy. Um, and I think he's in that place. Totally. I also think, you know, I was pregnant two times, which is my closest, like, time to having to be sober for a very, you know, strong amount of time. And I hated being around my husband, Lance, when he was drunk. I was like so beyond annoyed with him. I didn't yeah. mind if he had one or two, but if he was getting really buzzed, I like, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than being sober around a bunch of drunk idiots. Yeah. By the way, that is Summer House. Summer House is a show of drunk idiots and I love them. I think they're hysterical and amazing and funny, all of them, but 
come on, Kyle, like with his little peen, like his little cowboy hat over his, you know what, at 40 yeah. years old, like, come on, this is a group of partiers. Yeah, they're party. And I think that's also like weird for Carl. To, it's like him even staying on the show is interesting because it's like that's what the show is it's this debauchery and i also don't know how much they would actively be engaging in this had they not had the show the the cast as a whole because i feel like at some point even they would kind of be taming it down as they're growing up in their own lives but i think they continue to perpetuate this for the sake of being on the show and that's their job and i do think they push it harder because they are on the show and this is their job and i think that sort of environment doesn't help Lindsay because I think she likes to engage in that because she also knows that she can because it's her job. So I think she's in that place of like, well, I'm just doing my job and I'm showing up for work, even though it means I can be a drunk slob kebab. And he's just kind of grossed out by it now because, you know, he's just not in that place anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I really believe that that house was toxic for their relationship. But and, you know, it's not a coincidence that here we are at the end of the summer after spending a couple months filming the show, it's very, very possible we're going to see a lot of red flags that are going to play out on the season to get to this. But a lot of people are saying, is this a Scandaval like fake? By the way, I don't think Scandaval is fake. But no. a lot of people think like, are we just doing this to to hit Scandaval numbers? Are we just trying to get to this higher thing? My gut feeling is F no, because Lindsay is not going to take this one and just be like, just, 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 just kidding. Uh, yeah. You broke up with me on camera a month before our wedding. Like, it's okay. Let's get back together. I don't believe this can ever be repaired if he did it on no. camera. I mean, people have to remember that like reality TV does have fabrics of truth. Like that's why these shows are interesting is because these are people that live very dramatic lives. So when these things happen, it's rarely ever like Kim Zolciak and Croy, that feels very, you know, forced in PR and they're just trying to capitalize off of that. Oh my God. Lindsay and Carl. I don't think so. Kyle and Mauricio. I don't think so. I think they leaned into the Morgan Wade stuff to kind of deflect a little bit. And maybe they were playing with fire with that. They liked the attention in the press, but I genuinely, I genuinely believe that Kyle and Mauricio are having issues and they're not doing this for the sake of the show. Like most people wouldn't put themselves in a position where they're putting their fractured relationship on television for the sake of the ratings on a show. They just wouldn't. We've seen that these shows are so disposable with this these cast members that it's like, I, you know, I, I think people keep playing up the scandal is fake and all of this is fake. And now every scandal that comes after this is fake. And it's like, can we just go back to making reality TV fun again and like enjoying the drama? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that we're upping the ante. It's like almost dangerous now. We're upping the ante because yeah. when you watch a show like The New Roni, which yeah. I love, because it's low stakes drama. It's kind of like a light watch. It feels like you're watching Days of Our Lives. Like It's yeah. like, oh, whatever, like Roni's on, like no big deal. You're not dealing with like serious addiction issues or or scandal or affairs or like um, arrests. You're just dealing with like people getting annoyed because there wasn't food at a party, which some people think that is so, so, you know, not uh, good TV. I welcome it. I think it's important to have good, just like light drama, but it's never going to get the numbers that these high scandal shows will. Yeah. But these shows have always had that crazy, intense, dark drama. They've all, I mean, look at Beverly Hills seasons one through three. I mean, 
Taylor and Russell, Kim Richards, the drama between Kyle and Kim. Oh like gosh, all right. of that stuff was so dark and so intense. And so, and we lived for that drama. I think maybe the audience is just in a different place now and they don't want as much of that drama or it feels a little too fatiguing because we have so many Housewives shows and there's so much drama going on. I don't know, but I just, I don't think that a lot of these things are, I think that when you're on a reality show, yeah, there's a, a pressure to kind of live it up for the cameras um, mm -hmm. and to kind of amp things up a little bit. But I still think that there are, there is truth in a lot of these stories. I think Carl and Lindsay did have compatibility issues and they were struggling in their relationship. And now this is all playing out. I don't think Carl's the type of person, nor do I think Tom Sandoval is the type of person that's going to try to make themselves look bad by showing a failed relationship on the show. I totally, totally agree. I think my gut feeling without knowing everything is that Lindsay was shocked beyond over yeah. this. I don't believe Lindsay had any idea this was coming. She's been promoting the crap out of this their relationship in the last few weeks um, and days and Sunday. <laughs> and like, I think that, um, you know, she just recently had that bridal shower that he came to and she was so happy. And by the way, what was he thinking? You know, letting her go through with all of that when he's this close to wanting to end it, like what in the world? So what was that tipping point? Who said something to him or who did he talk to in those last few days that said, oh my gosh, I'm actually pulling the, ripping the bandaid. I'm doing this. I am, I am ending this situation right now. I think he realized the show was coming to a wrap and they're going to stop filming soon. And I'm pretty sure there are some scenes that he filmed throughout the summer where he's talking to Kyle or he's talking to someone and he's expressing the issues that he has in about his relationship about, about Lindsay, you know, whatever. I think there were conversations that he was having and then he realized, holy shit, now these are going to actually come out and I need to pull the plug before we she actually, watches it. before she watches it and we have to like do this or, no, or, 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 or are already married. Yeah. <laughs> like by the time the show airs, they're already married. Yeah. And I think he was realizing like, this is coming closer. I need to rip the bandaid off. But I think the issues that he was probably bringing up to other people are not the issues that he was bringing up to Lindsay, who's a person he should have been bringing up those issues to. Now, I wonder, oh my God, this is like, now, of course, we're all watching. I mean, I think this, this kind of stuff is so relatable because how many of us not only have had maybe broken engagements, but have just been broken up with shockingly. Like, yeah. I think so many people are going to really rally around watching this because you always want to see the red flags, right? You always want to see what did we miss yeah. going back? It was like Scandoval again, when we were watching saying, oh my God, how did we miss this? That, you know, Rachel was leaving and then Tom left, et cetera. And we're re-watching it all. Um, Michelle says he was just getting his groomsmen outfitted seven days ago. I don't believe Carl actually knew that he wanted to end this engagement until he ended the engagement. I think it was like one of those things, maybe I'm feeling weird, cold feet. Is this normal? Why do I feel anxious? Maybe it's just because I have, you know, a lot of stress. Yeah. I mean, think of how many people pull the plug on their wedding day. Like that's, that's a real thing that happens. And it really is because you're trying to convince yourself that maybe I just have cold feet and maybe I'm just nervous or maybe, you know, whatever. And you're kind of ignoring your anxiety because you don't know, is this just anxiety or is this like real that my intuition is telling me I shouldn't go through with this. So you have that, you know, you're kind of just going through the motions and being like, okay, I'm supposed to play these parts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm so interested to know how it plays out. I'm interested to know what Paige is thinking. Maya, oh. Danielle, 
Danielle, I want to know what Danielle's thinking. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Danielle is coming to Lindsay's heart right now and, like, holding her. I just feel it. I just know Danielle is going to be there. Because I think they've made up from pictures we've seen over the summer. So one thing I will say is um, Danielle – someone commented on my TikTok about this yesterday. This was just when it was a rumor. Like, it wasn't out anywhere other than a couple different, like, Reddit threads and stuff and a couple people that I've spoken to. But I put um, I put out a TikTok and the best comment was, you know, Danielle is going to be pissed that she wasn't in- involved in the split. Ah. <laughs> like he didn't invite her over to break off the engagement. She's like, why didn't you tell me? And then takes a pillow and screams into it. You know, I think Danielle always saw the writing on the wall and she always knew that there was going to be a time when she had to come and carry Lindsay. And now oh. we're in that time. That's so poetic, Zach. That was really beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Okay. We were going to talk about a couple other things, but just for time purposes, let's just jump into a little bit of what your thoughts are of this season of Real Housewives of OC. Um, We are almost done with it. I'm kind of shocked. You know, Tamara was on, I don't know if she was on Jeff Lewis or something earlier this week, and she was saying, no, we're coming up at the end of the season. Like, I think there's only three or four more episodes left which yeah. shocked me. I don't know if you felt that way too. Like it feels like it blew, but what are your thoughts on what's going on? The dynamic, the Shannon and the Tamra and Heather Dubrow. What are your thoughts? I'm loving OC this season. I think it's a good season. Um, I like Jen. I think Jen is young and fresh, but she's also kind of willing to hold her own. I wish she would have given us a little more of that earlier in the season when she, she was going up against Tamra. But um, I like Tamara back in the mix. I think she definitely knows how to push the storylines forward. She knows how to stir the pot. Like, she's very much a pot stirrer, and she knows how to play that role very well. I kind of love this, like, so much of the fourth wall breaking where we're seeing, like, like the moment when uh, Emily and Shannon were fighting, and she's on the FaceTime, and then she's telling production, she's not being honest about her relationship. And then Shannon's like, I can't talk about this. I can't say that his kids don't like me or whatever. She's like, mm-hmm. I can't say that on camera. And they're air, they're airing all of it, you know? And she's like, love- no, no, don't put this on the camera. <laughs> yeah. And I love like Heather in her confession of being like, listen, she tells everybody everything. And here's this and here's this and here's this. I've never said it, but here's all of it now. I oh. love, I think the season is, it's so good. And I think what makes it good is that all of these women have such histories together. Heather. Shannon, Tamara, um, you know, they just even Emily and Gina at this point have been around long enough to like there's that, you know, history and we're invested in those relationships because we watched them for many years. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think 100 percent what we're seeing right now is is good TV, right? No question. I love Jen. And I think that Jen is an amazing addition to the cast. And I feel for her because she's just getting ripped a new one left and right for everything that she's doing. That's not really that wrong, but she's getting ripped a new one. Shannon, oy vey, oy vey. I don't know if I can handle it anymore. There's nothing worse. I'm just going to be honest. Like there's an issue there. I don't know. There's an issue with accountability. There's an issue with drinking. There's an issue. But I also think that the the big issue in Shannon's relationship, whatever it may be, I'm sure we're going to find out at the reunion because Taylor Armstrong said this is going to be the dirtiest reunion we have ever seen. Um, <laughs> Good Taylor. Right? Taylor's going to give her, an, give her the orange that she gave herself. Remember, she was like, welcome yeah. to OC, baby. Oh, um, my God. She was too much. But I think that Sh- the issue, like, 
maybe the issues in Shannon's relationship aren't that bad as she's trying to say now, but it was her trying to like prevent them from getting out and like making it such a big thing of having to conceal them that made us think that they're so much bigger than they actually are. Yeah. Yeah, it, it turned into a bigger issue because of her anxiety of it, which, by yeah. the way, it's so interesting because I, I think John Jansen, Jan Johnson, Jim Johnson, <laughs> Jansen is very happy to be on the show. Yeah. I also get this. This is going to be snarky. OK, I get this vibe. That Shannon and John are either drunk or hungover <laughs> every single time they're being filmed. Probably. That morning scene where she's standing in the kitchen, like bent over the counter, and he's like rubbing her back, and then there's 46 bottles of 818 tequila in front of them on their kitchen yeah. island. What? And they look so puffy. <laughs> they look so tired. Like Shannon could not have been bothered to put a stitch of makeup on for that scene. And it was funny because even in, in this week's episode, she comes to the pumpkins and she's talking about how she's like, oh, my God, they told me that I'm under so much stress. And that's why I'm so puffy is there's so much inflammation. I'm like, yeah, you're hung over. You should see me on Sunday mornings yeah. when I go to my sushi restaurant and have sake bombs or whatever. It's like I wake yeah. up the next morning looking literally like a pumpkin. Yeah. So it's it, that's what happens. <laughs> um, there is a comment that I saw coming in the live chat that I want to address, Donna. Please do. Okay, so it looks like Kelly says, um, Zach, there are rumors that you were making the moves on Adam's husband, Jason. Can you clear things up? I I'm happy you're bringing this up because I didn't want to say it, but I saw it. But I know you want to yes. say it. Go ahead. I want to say it because this rumor started from them and mm. they were they were telling other people this, other creators in this space. And I know it started from them because I've had several of them come to me at this point and tell me, hey, by the way, this is what they were telling me back in fall, you know, whatever. Um, it's not true. I never tried to hit on Jason. I never tried to hit on Adam. Like, the, it literally never happened. There's never been a physical situation or there's never been an opportunity to even make a move on Jason because we've never physically been in the same space without Adam. There were only four times. They live in Florida. I live in California. So the only time Jason and I have physically been in the same space, Adam and or other people were around never happened. I've never seen a, a fabric of evidence. There's never been a time when we've discussed this. When we had our falling out, this was never brought to my attention. I only heart started hearing about it when I heard other content creators and other people that were supportive of us and would come to our shows. They started coming to me and telling me that they heard that rumor. Mm -hmm. And then the interesting thing is, then they flipped the rumor and it wasn't that I hit on Adam. It was that I hit on Jason. And so then there were other content creators that were then talking about it and saying, oh, wait, the story that I heard is this. And the story that I heard is this. And then that's when they started coming to me and being like, why do we keep hearing all these mixed stories? And I'm like, because they're not true, because it's deflection from the real reason our friendship fell apart. There's so many, there's so much and it's so layered, but this is why I finally was like, I want to talk about this more and I want to address it more because when people are saying that about you, like, and they're people that you trusted and loved and those were your friends, but like, this is what they're telling other content creators and using that as justification as for why they don't want those other creators to collaborate with you. Like, don't collaborate with Zach because this is what he did and he tried to ruin our relationship. Aww. I'm not going to put up with that anymore. No. And that's why I went into Sunday night being like, let's, can we just move? Like, I'm willing to forgive that and I'm willing to move past that, but you know, I wasn't met with that energy. I can be very forgiving. I have a very open heart. I was willing to put it all past us. So when things escalated at the bourbon room on Sunday night, I was very shocked by that because I had no intention of doing that at Sheena's show. The night was about Sheena. Um, 
But no, that that rumor is not true. That rumor started from them. And to this day, I've never seen an ounce of evidence that proves that any of that is true. I have all of our text messages, uh, DMs, like I've not deleted anything. I have nothing to hide, which is why I'm so confident coming out and being like, listen, this is what it is. Period. End of story. Yeah. I love that you're standing up for yourself. And I think like if we were at a live studio audience, we would have a round of applause right now for that. But but there's nothing more damning than our reputation being tarnished that way. And you, you, obviously there's only three people that know the truth. It's you, it's Adam and it's, and his, it's his husband. Is it Jason? His name is Jason. And like the, anyone kind of is just hearsay, right? Right. It's not like this was a scene that we saw being filmed and we're rewatching it and we're like, roll the tape. Um, I trust you. I believe you. And I, I know you, I mean, well enough now to know that you're a good human being. I don't believe you would be even bringing the story up on your show on Monday. If this was something you felt like you had to hide or be embarrassed about. If that were true, I would like try to conceal. I would be like, no, I don't want that to get out there. Cause that makes me look so bad, but I'm yeah. so willing to just kind of face. And like, and here's the other thing is it's like, I've never told anybody not to work with them or not to collaborate with them or whatever. You know, we still have mutual friends or people in this industry that we've worked with that I've never, that have come to me like, oh, they invited me to do their show. And I'm like, do it. They have a great platform do it. Like I would never try to take a penny out of somebody else's bag. I would never try to take food out of somebody else's mouth. We all work so hard as content creators in this space. And as you know, Donna, when we put our name and our face out there, it comes with criticism. It comes with trolls. It comes with a lot that like, it's a bold thing to do, you know, to put Mm -hmm. yourself out there. And we all have the courage to do it and to show up and to continue to do it, that I would never try to tear anybody else down. um, That's out there doing that. And I think what he had, what he's built on his YouTube channel is incredible, but I'm also not going to allow you to try to take money out of my bag or try to disparage my character with lies. And I have everything to back up anything I've ever said because I have nothing to hide. It's so interesting how we're, you're wondering like what's in the microcosms or whatever to cause all this drama. And the real, the real truth is, is it comes to a place of people do not believe there's space for everyone. And I think there's space for everyone. I really do. I think there's space for you and Adam to both coexist in the same industry and both be incredibly successful. And there's space for all of these content creators that are doing similar things. Even if you're both two blonde white females or two, you know, gay males, like it doesn't matter. It's really, there's going to be people that are obsessed with your content and obsessed with his. There's going to be Adam fans. There's going to be Zach fans. There's going to be daily dose of Donna fans. There's going to be all of us. So like, I don't like this idea that if you have a lot, I can't vice yeah, versa. Listen, everybody's going to resonate with something different. You know, I mean, even you and I, some people are going to like both of us, but like some people are going to resonate with your content more than my content and other people are going to resonate with my content more than your content. And that's totally fine. You know, 100%. like that's a, a natural thing. And that's why social media and YouTube and Instagram, these things are so great because now we have access to so many different types of people that we can relate to and that we can connect with. And that's, you know, the power of digital media that we have now. And I think we need to lean into that more and support each other more because if anything, the space is only continuing to grow and there is room for everybody because everybody has such different and unique opinions. 
Absolutely. I'm with you 100%. And I love that we can look at content, TV shows, movies, music, food. It's like a buffet. You can take what you want. You leave what you don't. You don't need to leave a nasty, mean comment. I'm a big believer in this. I said it all day on my show yesterday. There are ways to to discuss your opinions and say you disagree in a kind way. Like Callie, who asked you the question and then responded, thank you for addressing. I believe you. Like it's it doesn't absolutely have to be take someone down, say horrible things, call the person names. We are human beings and we're all just trying to get through the day, make absolutely. a living and do our jobs. And someone messaged me and they're like, I just want you to know I went and I left him a mean comment, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, listen, guys, that's not what we're going to do. Like, we're not <sighs> going to, if, if somebody's on a low vibration, we're not going to match that. We're just going to keep moving forward. And like, I don't want anybody to send them mean comments. I don't even want anybody to go on their content and, and say team Zach. Like, I don't, we mm-hmm. don't need any, if you love mm-hmm. me support me, I appreciate that and send me love and support. But what I, what we don't need to do is continue to perpetuate any of that because it's unnecessary. hundred. It's so low vibration and we don't operate in the gutter. We operate from up high. I am with you. I wish more um, creators told their fans to stop being mean to others. I think it would change the freaking world because we listen to the people that we like and idolize and, and are followers of. And I do believe, I said it yesterday on my show, we set the tone. We yeah. set the tone for, I don't know what you call your audience. Do you call them something? The Zach Pack. The Zach Pack. We set the tone for the Zach Pack. We set the tone for the dosers. And if just you and I and our audiences are kinder out there, it's going yeah. to make a difference. So I love that. I'm a big believer in all of that. Um, so... So thank you so much for actually bringing that up because I think that that is like a great place to land on the idea of let's find ways to be catty about these reality shows and talk about, you know, the crazy things that we're seeing in the press and the things on page six. And it's so fun, but be like cool about it. <laughs> let's just be like, not be uncool. <laughs> yes, let's like, let's take a page from Luann's book and let's all, you know, as Terry Dubrow said last night in the most obnoxious scene I have ever seen on reality TV, let's like, you know, all make not fuck you money, but like a fuck everybody money. Uh-huh. I died. Did you die during that scene? Yeah, I'm ready to to sell my my home for $55 million. I'm I'm that's the level that I'm coming for. Oh my God. 50. Well, she was off by five. She was off by a five measly million dollars. I mean, can you imagine? That's three times my house, but at least, but, um, you know, it's, but it's a good show and we're having fun watching OC, which is what matters. And the next big show that's going to be coming out that we're going to be excited about, of course, is Southern Charm is around the corner. You're a Southern Charm watcher. Love Southern Charm love and then of course we're going to see how the summer house plays out i am so salt interested lake city. what is it salt, salt lake, lake city. city when does that when does that start again i think next week i saw the premiere great you did i saw the it's great the first minute or the first couple minutes great please I tell think- me it's good with mary oh mary's in the the first episode quite a bit and it's great oh it's- my god Cannot wait. So excited. Zach, where can everyone find you? Obviously on YouTube, you're you're always here, but where else? <laughs> yes, uh, on YouTube, um, I have a podcast. It's called No Filter with Zach Peter. It releases three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I do live streams on YouTube on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, so yeah, you can find me all over the internet. 
literally all over the internet. Everywhere I go, you're there. Um, I adore you. I adore you. And it looks like the dosers and the Zach Packers agree that we we have fun together. So let's always do this again. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, like, follow Zach. And of course, you know, if you're listening to the audio, you can jump on over and listen to his podcast below. I'll put the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. And then, of course, um, you know, the five stars, the reviews, all of that helps so much. Join the Facebook group. You also have a Facebook group. Yeah. I do have a Facebook group. Yes. No filter or something. No filter. No filter reality tea. Yes. And then join Daily Dose of Donna. We're literally four members since this morning away from 1,000. Very exciting. Um, You guys, I'll talk to you later. Have an amazing Thursday. Bye, dosers.